Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jay Glazer, we know you got to go. Congrats on the book. All the success in the world. Just really quickly, can you give us anything on the Bears, please? What are they going to do? Look, I love it. I love that they interviewed Ryan Poles. I think Ryan Poles is beyond ready. I love that. Look, I know you guys bag on Ryan Pace, but he actually left some pretty good cap space. But the big thing is, they got to hire a coach who looks at Justin Fields like, okay, I love this guy coming out of the draft. That's the biggest thing. If, if a coach looks and goes, I love this guy coming out of it, they need to go in the interview and go, I loved him. I have him here in the draft, and here's why, and this is what I could do with him, and I can build this culture, and I can build this guy. Don't hire a coach who's just going to look at it through a small lens and go, okay, we're just going to call plays with this guy. No, you got to develop him. So you want to find someone who loved him coming out of the draft. As you heard there from Danny Parkins of Parkins and Spiegel, they were talking to Jay Glazer yesterday, not only promoting his new book, but asking his thoughts on where things sit with the Bears. It was nice that Jay Glazer worked in a little anecdote there about Ryan Poles and everyone. Everyone seemingly was impressed with Ryan Poles throughout this process, the last couple of seasons, where he has been a finalist for a variety of GM opportunities around the National Football League. And... Bears went out, made the deal happen, got the deal done. So he is the new general manager of the Chicago Bears. Played you a little bit of sound from Ryan Poles earlier in the show here. I'm Anthony Heron with you until 9 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. And uh, within that, that GM search that the Bears had been conducting, as Ryan Poles' name kind of circulated more towards the top of the list, I didn't know a lot about him personally myself. And, and just reaching out to folks who, who've been around him, folks who specifically worked with him as well. Uh, I've, I've had the, and I've tweeted out a bit of the, the specifics of what I was hearing from folks at Big Ant Heron. So you can find that on my Twitter timeline, and I tweeted out this morning uh, just as the announcement was officially getting made. But the the way that folks view Ryan Poles, I mean, you know, it's it's only part of the equation. Obviously, there's still a whole lot of work that will need to be done by Ryan Poles, by the Chicago Bears, and hiring the head coach, putting staff together and everything that's involved in the process from here. But since uh, we haven't had the opportunity to hear from him as of yet in relation to being officially the GM of the Bears, and we don't yet know when we're going to hear that. Let's go ahead and hear him from the the not-too-distant past as he has had his time with the Kansas City Chiefs for the last 13 seasons, been uh, deeply involved in their successes, their AFC championships and Super Bowl championship and the like. So he recently did an, an interview with uh, Mike Catalana 
uh, out in Rochester, New York, as the Chiefs were getting ready to take on the Buffalo Bills, and they had a, a fairly detailed discussion. And Ripoles didn't mind sharing his thoughts on on a variety of things. One of the things that they ended up discussing was specifically Ripoles was an undrafted free agent out of Boston College back in 2008, and his first team, his only team that he ended up spending time with in the National Football League, just so happened to be the Chicago Bears. Let's hear from the new Bears general manager on the what essentially ended up being the end of his playing career that he spent here with the Chicago Bears. I, I took it all the way down to the wire. They, they cut down to 53, and, and I wasn't good enough to make it, uh, which is a hard pill to swallow for sure. It's the first time you know I've really dealt with failure, of not getting a job and, and making it. Um, and I took the time to figure out what I wanted to do. I went back to Boston College for a short period of time, got into recruiting, uh, really learned how to work in the office, which is important. And from there, I got the opportunity to come down here and be a scouting assistant and just work my way up from there. I haven't told many people this. After I got cut from Chicago, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I went to Vermont with my girlfriend and my wife at the time, and we lived up there. And I was this close to taking a marketing job before a friend called and said, hey, there's a graduate assistant job at BC. Do you want to jump in that? And I said, yes. So I jumped in that. I met a bunch of scouts. I was like, this is exactly what I want to do and hit the ground and, and I'm here today. So um, it was, it was close for me not being where I am, uh, which is interesting. So he's a guy who played at Boston college, played there at a high level was, uh, was one of the, was protecting the, the blind side of Matt Ryan and has relationships with some of the other, the head coaching candidates that are out there. Uh, not only a guy like Dan Quinn, who was of course Matt Ryan's head coach in, in Atlanta, during Matt Ryan's best seasons with the Falcons where Kyle Shanahan was still on the staff there. And Dan Quinn is one of the names that's circulating. That's gotten a lot of steam coming off the season. He just finished with the Dallas Cowboys, but um, you know, Brian Flores, who's also a Boston college grad who reportedly he and Ryan Poles know each other really well, different ages, didn't necessarily play to play together at BC, but uh, just a, amongst many candidates who were out there, wouldn't surprise me at all if, Eric Bieniemy ends up in the mix here, and that's where you know where Eric Bieniemy's playing career was certainly more storied during his time as a as a running back in the National Football League. But obviously, Bieniemy is a name in his time with the Kansas City Chiefs that has just for seasons now been a part of the mix, a part of the public discourse of you know why hasn't he yet been the next Andy Reid candidate to get. Uh, a head coaching job. He's gotten some interviews here and there. His name hasn't been as hot this cycle as it had been in, in recent cycles for whatever reason. Maybe part of that is the the Matt Nagy, you know, taking some some luster off of that or, or what. I don't know exactly. But he he spent time as a player in college and then briefly in the National Football League, considered some other opportunities as many of us have. I was an undrafted free agent before, you know, having you know, parts of five different seasons in and around between 01 to 05 in my time in the NFL and before just kind of figuring out exactly what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I, I don't take any issue with that. You know, not everyone knows immediately what they want their true career path to be, especially when you've spent so much time in the football world. He's, he's from New York and then played at BC and, you know, spent some time going back to New England, apparently, after he finished up there, like we just heard him referencing, uh, and considered some other career possibilities before kind of really diving head on into, into you know, where he is now and finding himself as the 30, 36-year-old general manager of the Bears. I don't know, Studs, Adam Studzinski, if you 
How, how many different jobs have you had? Uh, well, first, how old are you, Stubbs? Uh, I'll be 32 next month. Okay. How many different jobs have you held? Since college? Yeah. Uh, let me think here. Uh, not many, actually. I've had a pretty... So let me see. There's the one... I, I think that the score is my fourth job. Okay. So let me see. Yeah, I worked so in early thirties. Yeah, four jobs. You know, went to college and everything. So yeah, that's not a that's not a crazy sort of tenure to number of different places. And yeah, like obviously well, like, a little bit different than uh, you know someone who tried to go through professional athletics. And I don't, I don't know. Did you try to go to like the the minor league system of no uh, no the baseball teams in town? No, no, okay. I didn't play baseball. Like I only played football, and I stopped after high school. Uh, and okay. um, yeah, but I. Uh, well, what's weird is I, I've had two longer tenures. So like the score is the long, the longest I've ever had a job, one oh, job, okay. and then or you know what I've had five jobs because I worked at, I worked at a bar over this last summer. So I guess that kind of counts. Oh, but that right, was that, that was doing both. But uh, like two of my jobs, I was only I was barely at for a year, and then I jumped mm. to and then the job before I moved to Chicago was at for like three and a half years. So. I mean, for radio, I haven't bounced around as much as some others, but it's still, you know, like I said, I've barely been at the score for four years, and it's the longest I've ever held one job. So then within the next four years, then you you would likely be looking to be the general manager of a National Football League team. Then That's basically the career yes. trajectory Yo, I was that thinking, Ryan Poles went on. I was thinking about that. I was talking about that with one of my buddies earlier. I was like, this guy's so young. Like he, he we could have been in high school with him. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> it is. It is. He's not an old man and neither was Ryan Pace when he first took the gig, but here he is. And he's, he's gone through, you know, kind of the, the career arc that a lot of the, the current ta- talent evaluators and general managers around the NFL have, because he's in a similar age bracket. It's a job that is aging is, is, sort of skewing a bit younger now in recent years than it did in the past. So what exactly had Ryan Poles, and I, I take that little brief pause there just to make sure I don't call him Ryan Pace, what had Ryan Poles been doing in Kansas City up to this point to kind of prepare him? Because it's one thing to be within a franchise that's been consistently winning, with Andy Reid as the head coach and having his tentacles everywhere all throughout the franchise with the roster and front office and everything else. And, of course, as the head coach and – quite frequently the play caller over the years too. But what has this all meant for Ryan Poles? What exactly has he been doing as of late here? What has his gig been exactly with the Chiefs? Yeah, I'd say the main focus to kind of boil it down is to assist our general manager and Coach Reed in building and maintaining our roster. A lot of my heavy lifting is done through the draft. So I oversee all of our scouts that live all across the country make sure the information's coming in. Do we know the player, their background, what they're about? Do they love football, mm. their intelligence? And then I'm able to get that information and hand it over to our general manager and our head coach that we make really good decisions and try to bring in the best players for our system as, as possible. That uh, I find intriguing because the the development end of, of his time here with the Bears is where I think he'll have to perhaps – if not pay the most attention, but certainly where where I've been talking about quite frequently here over the last, frankly, couple of seasons when it comes down to it, just where the roster, the the folks they draft, the folks they bring in as free agents, how do you make sure those players are in positions where they're improving in their time here in Chicago with the Bears? That, that's where things fell short 
under Ryan Pace, far too frequently to have the depth of the roster where you weren't trying to cover up for other roster mistakes. You made other transactions that didn't work out, and then you got to spend more draft capital there to try and get a high-quality player, spend more free agent capital or monetary assets to make sure you're getting someone who can perform at a high level. When you're bringing someone in, whether it's your higher draft picks, whether it's folks you're signing and, and devoting a lot of money to, the homework you're doing, the way you're evaluating that, but then the infrastructure of what they're around on a daily basis. How do you set yourself up for that consist, consistent sort of success in enhancing their skills here, accentuating their skills while they're here? That's really where I think Ryan Poles needs to make his hay. And he's obviously been going through the uh, the GM interview process pretty frequently. Like I mentioned earlier, he had an interview set up with the Minnesota Vikings for later on this week, and we did see. And it's been all over social media where George McCaskey went out, went to the airport himself. I mean, like whether he drove himself, if he had a, a limo driver show up, I would imagine probably had a driver show up and, and, and take him in there. You know, it can be difficult to park at O'Hare. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming many of you have experienced it. Even if you're parking in like the – you know, the very close lot that's really expensive to park at. If you're going to go into the into the, the luggage area there, it can take a while. You know, so I'm, I'm imagining that George McCaskey probably had a limo driver bring him out there and he could go in and meet Ryan Poles in the luggage area himself. But he's been going through a lot of interviews, not just this season, but in recent seasons. And he shared some thoughts with, uh, with Mike Catalana specifically about just the process he's gone through here for interviewing for these various GM jobs. That whole process might have been one of the bigger events in my life, and, and especially as a, a personnel man. Once you finally put your philosophy and how you want to run a front office, how you want to build a team, what type of coaching you like, the type of players that you look for, and you put that on paper and you spend weeks and weeks and weeks doing that, then you present it in a good way to ownership and, and another head coach. Um, you gain confidence in yourself on how to do it. Um, but you also have a different perspective on your own team and how you want to move forward in, in your own career and uh, how you look at your roster and what you want to do next. And someone gave me great advice too after this is make sure you know every situation that comes up moving forward and how would you deal with it and then how the Chiefs do. Because at the end of the day, I don't make the decisions here, but I give my opinions. Um, but write down what you would do in those situations and build off of that so you're getting repetition um, as a lead man in the front office. So that experience has been great. It's given me a ton of confidence and uh, I look forward to whatever happens in the future. And so he worked directly alongside Brett Veach, the, the general manager of the Kansas city Chiefs, and, and Veach has, you know, gotten plenty of credit for how things have gotten turned around since he, he took over the chiefs in 2017. And, you know, Veach is the one who gets the, the more direct credit for, for finding Patrick Mahomes and, and not being the one to pass on maybe the greatest quarterback in football right now. But those still end up being you know more collective decisions and setting up the entirety of the roster end up being very collective decisions, collective processes that you're going through just in trying to make sure you're putting your organization in the best position possible for success. So, I mean, you know, Brett Veach leads the way with that for Kansas City, and Andy Reid is, is right there alongside of him, of course. But within those meetings, within those conversations, especially with the way they had to sort of quickly revamp the Chiefs' offensive line here between the, the way things ended and fell apart in the Super Bowl last year and what we've seen this year from the Chiefs' offensive line, I mean, you know, Ryan Poles is going to have to be an expert on all of it and, and put a great roster together top to bottom, but – 
Bears O-line, you've got some assets there that have been expended recently through the draft and some folks who are going to come up for some, some contract discussions here between James Daniels and Cody Whitehair. But in the end, you know, his eye, you would imagine, is, is pretty keen on the line of scrimmage as well. One more cut here just specific to the, the process that he's d- gone through and, and what he's learned in Kansas City working under their GM, Brett Veach. Uh, an- anticipation by far. Uh, looking down the road and talking about the things that could happen. You know, what's our plan A, B, and C, and D, and, and moving accordingly. Um, so just thinking ahead and, and anticipating moves that are on the horizon has been probably number one, his aggression. Uh, there's, you know, pros and cons of being aggressive in the front office, but it's all about timing and where your roster is and what you're going for. And right now we're in that window and to see the aggressive mindset to get things done, sign our own guys back free agency it has been really good. So um, I don't know if you can make, I mean, the bills just did it, you know, um, with digs. There's a time where you got to pull the trigger and go get that guy. And it may not be popular, but you know what's best for your team. So that's, that's Veach's mindset has really rubbed off on me. And you're exactly right. You know, I probably got coach Reed in the right um, window, but he's really taken a step back from the personnel side. He, we are so close in the front office. He lets us do the work. We get the information down to what we want to, what decisions we want to make and we run it by him and he gives the green light and we're good. So he really isn't in, involved with the day to day and even the draft process as much as people may think. I wonder what the, what the day to day of the, the, the roster setup and, and them going through that. How, how does that differ somewhere like Kansas city than what the procedure has been here in Chicago and, and just making sure that, not only the way that they're evaluating the product on the field, but the way they're evaluating that the coaches and all the staff around things. And, you know, if the Bears do need to be modernized in some point to be one of these squads who are going to watch this weekend in the Final Four, in the conference championship round, then how do they adjust to get that and to be there consistently like a, like a franchise of the Bears ilk should be? We'll be seeing. We'll, we'll be paying close attention to that. Let me take this time out, come back, talk to Caitlin Sharkey. She's up there at House Hall on a regular basis, and she's just a couple of years into her time here covering the Bears and all the the sports franchises here in the city of Chicago. Wanted to just spend some time and be able to, uh, you know, just kind of stretch out here a little bit with Sharkey and and get to know her a little bit better. So we'll do that next. Caitlin Sharkey of Fox 32 here in Chicago. We'll talk to her on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, the heat is real. And of course, as we have heard at this point, Robbie Gold, after kicking the field goal that sent the San Francisco 49ers back to the NFC Championship game again, and he was uh, enjoying some congratulations from his quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and they were able to share some of that angst as a Robbie Gold, a former player with the Chicago Bears, Jimmy Garoppolo, an individual who grew up a Bears fan, so they enjoyed that moment of sending the Green Bay Packers home. A lot of us, as I noticed on the social medias, on the socials over the weekend, enjoyed that as well. And so let's discuss that and a number of other things. We'll spend a little bit of extended time here with a friend of mine, Caitlin Sharkey, Fox 32, a sports anchor and reporter there with Fox 32. She hosts Bears Unleashed. I'm on there with her and Gabe Ramirez. You see her all the time on Bears Post Game Live and Fox Kickoff Sunday and Everything that you see over on Fox 32, she and Lou Canell is holding down over there. She's on Twitter at K. Rose Sharkey, and she joins me now on the Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas hotline, home of the world's largest sports book. Sharkey, how you doing tonight? What's up? How are you? I'm doing well, doing really well. We've uh, we've had you know some opportunities here over the last. Let's, I guess a couple of years now, certainly a couple of Bears seasons to be able to, to work together over there covering the, the team from Hallis Hall. But this season was your first time to really get to go over there consistently in person because, of course, in 2020, the pandemic was upon us. It was launching and nobody really knew how to handle things. And so it was a very different experience for you when you kind of were first getting to the city of Chicago but before all this Ryan Poles news was breaking today, my plan was just to be able to kind of sit and, and relax a little bit and just kind of chop it up about things in general. But before we get to some of that, I am curious just for your your initial thoughts. Now that the Bears have got around to making their general manager hire, what, what is your, your initial assessment of how things have been going with their search? I think it's exciting. And for, first and foremost, I'm glad that, that the general manager – decision was made before the head coaching decision because I know a lot of people were nervous about how that would work out. I myself was thinking, you know, when you hear the list of candidates and, you know, the coaching candidates getting second interviews and it getting closer, 
I was thinking like, oh my gosh, who's going to be the GM? They should get that in line first. And obviously they did with Ryan Poles and reading about him and hearing about him from people that are connected to him and are across the league. It's all positive. And I think it's a really cool opportunity for someone young to come in and, it, you know, step into a role that he hasn't been in before. And yes, it's, it's in a you know it's a historic franchise in a big market. And there's obviously a lot of expectations. There's a lot of people, you know, curious to see what he's able to do, but I think his work kind of speaks for himself. And I like that they went this direction with the hire. And I mean, when you think about the, the scouting that he's done in Kansas city and how it's worked out for the chiefs so well, um, I think it's going to be good and refreshing and something that, you know, Bears fans can hopefully get excited about it. It's unfortunate that they don't have draft picks, so we can't see his immediate <laughs> um, his immediate decision-making, but we're going to see it with the head coaching decision. So I think it's, it's quite the role to step into. I can't even imagine to step into that position and then have to quickly decide on, okay, who is now going to be the head coach and all of these things. So I hope it all works out for him. Yeah, I mean, to be able to do this, to take this gig with one of the most prominent, one of the most renowned sports franchises on the globe when it comes down to it. It's mm-hmm. quite an opportunity at, at 36 years old for Ryan Poles. Um, I do definitely want to kind of circle back around to some some specific sports topics, you know, specific here to Chicago and everything. But you know, as you've been in town here working at, at 32 for a couple of years now, really haven't had an opportunity. I, I like on occasion, especially here in the, in the evenings, if there's not like a, usually if there's not a huge story that's just broken or developed here, kind of take an opportunity to, to let folks just kind of, you know, get to know you like, a, you know, just to have an opportunity to talk a little bit here. And in your time here, for a couple of years in Chicago, I mean, the, the first season that you were here, like I referenced, was in 2020, where you really had to do a lot of your work from home, like so many of us did. So what was it like actually just being able to spend some more time being on the road and being over there at Hallis and, and really just to kind of get your, you know, sink your teeth into things in a way this past season throughout 2021 that you weren't able to in 2020? It was, it was amazing. And it was one of those things where I feel like we all kind of looked at, you know, 2020 and then 2021 as, you know, the things we took for granted. And I certainly took in-person press conferences, in-person interviews, attending games and all the stuff that becomes not mundane, but, you know, it just becomes ordinary. I just, I mean, I just wrapped up my ninth NFL season in my career. So those things become kind of ordinary, but man, oh man, did I miss them in 2020. It just, it was hard and it was a super hard adjustment and it was hard to grow on the beat. It was hard to, you know, meet my colleagues and understand the dynamics of, you know, the players and coaches and the organization and to not be around it. So this year it was a major difference for me. Um, I loved being able to be on the road and um, be at the practices and be in, you know, listen to the press conferences and yeah, we went to zoom at the end of the season, but I was just so grateful that we even got, any of that opportunity because it does make a difference. And it's one of those things where I missed it. And you, you feel, you feel alive again when you're back out on the field and you're, you're witnessing that emotion and, you know, post games and doing post game interviews. And even after all the losses, you know, you, you just continue to grow as a reporter and you get to know these guys on a, a more personal basis. And that's stuff that you can't do over zoom. So I'm super grateful. I'm glad that we could do Bears Unleashed and, and studio mm-hmm. together and all the things uh, with Gabe as well. And just, you know, have more fun and be around, you know, and connecting with people that love, like, because we go into this business for one reason. We love sports. And when you miss that, you know, interaction and that, you know, that passion that people have that are in sports broadcasting, 
Um, so I was more than grateful to be back on the road and back in person this year. Fox 32 sports anchor Caitlin Sharkey with me here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score she's on Twitter at K Rose Sharkey. And uh, I'd love to, to just kind of have you take me back a little bit to uh, anyone who's seen you on Fox 32 can tell you're, you're statuesque. You know, you're, you're not necessarily, <laughs> you know, some, some little waif who's out there. You tend to look down on a lot of the people, male and female, during interviews. So, I mean, like, what was there ever dreams of you, like, being on the hardware, crossing folks over at the professional <laughs> level or playing some volleyball or something like that? Like, how come you're not the one on the other side of the mic right now? Well, those who can't do either coach or interview the people that can. So that's how I <laughs> approach my, my sports career. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's like one of the, the one thing people notice if they see me in person, they're like, wow, you're, you're really tall. And that's something they don't – obviously it doesn't come across always on TV. But, yeah, I mean, I've been 5'10 for what I feel like since second grade. So I've been in sports, you know, basketball, volleyball <laughs> – track um you know my whole life and volleyball and basketball especially and but no I was not I was not a collegiate athlete I knew I wanted to do sports broadcasting um so I knew I wanted to be around sports but I even still though now I'm kind of like man like I just want to get like I went to DePaul the other day to do an interview with Anissa Morrow their superstar freshman and just being around the gym and like the ball you know hearing the ball bounce I'm like I just want to get some shots up so like my urge to play all the time (laughs) Even like rec leagues and things like that um, is, is constant. So yeah, but I was not. My talent level was was not um, that of a collegiate athlete, and I was I was so focused on you know what kind of interview questions to ask the athletes that I you know didn't work on my own skill set that much. <laughs> and I get uh, I get asked a lot, as I'm sure you do, just from folks who are kind of breaking into the industry, just about like you know stories from your past of some early gigs you had or early markets that you worked in and things like that. And for you, like I was just joking earlier about Ryan Poles being only 36 years old and, and being the general manager of the Chicago bears. So, you know, you, you're, you're fairly young for somebody who's already advanced to being in Chicago and being one of the sports anchors at the Fox affiliate here. I'm wondering when you, when you think back to some of the early gigs that you had, if someone asked you to share stories for them, what are some of the times or the, the markets or the gigs? Have you ever done the one man band? And thing from back in the day when you were kind of first breaking in? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, my first um, broadcasting job was actually a radio gig um, on, on an AM station on Sunday morning in Wapon, wow. Wisconsin, which is a very, very small town. And I would literally unlock the door, go sit down at eight in the mornings, and I would sell like coupons to people. <laughs> like that was like, but I wanted practice of like being on the radio. And um, I was like in forensics in high school. And my forensics coach was like, you should do this job senior year. So like Sunday mornings and I was so psyched to like get up and just be on the radio for a few hours in the morning. So that was my very, that was senior year of high school. But then, I mean, I knew I wanted to do this track the whole time, but yeah, in Wausau, I worked in, in Green Bay, I was a one man band shooting everything, writing everything, um, anchoring it. And, you know, I- I'll never forget, you know, carrying in my little step stool and camera and microphone and getting set up around Aaron Rodgers locker room as a 23 year old, like, you know, nervous as heck to, to be interviewing Aaron Rodgers and, you know, battling all these people. And um, it just makes you appreciate now, like when I have, I have such wonderful photographers and crew that I work with that, you know, you just appreciate it so much more, but those are the moments that make you, you wouldn't do it and you wouldn't go through all that hard work if you didn't love it. And it teaches you such valuable lessons and it makes you, you know, respect and, 
understand the hustle and the grind that is uh, TV broadcasting for sure. And now that you've been able to kind of get into in the year two, I mean, what what is are we are we officially at the the two year mark here in Chicago yet, or are we approaching? Yeah, that coming soon? up. Yep, coming up in April. It'll be two years. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so you you've been able to to get in and around more of the the franchises here as we've kind of gotten through this portion and getting into 2022 here at this point, what what are some of your, your observations then more, you know, year two more so than year one when you couldn't really get out and about that much, just about Chicago, about the, the climate here, the kind of figurative sports climate of the city. I mean, is there a level of intensity that it's a, a little different to be able to prepare for versus your time in Wisconsin? Absolutely. I think it, it, it's, a, it's a credit to Chicago sports fans. They're so passionate and they hold their teams to these very, very, very high standards. And even though things haven't you know, gone their way necessarily with certain teams, they're still you know, expecting things to turn around instantly. And they hold you know, the, the organizations accountable. And you know, it's just the discourse and the conversation and all of those things has been so awesome to witness and because I've only known, you know, one kind of side of fandom and one, you know, I've only known the Wisconsin sports bases because that's what I've covered in my career. And it's, it's Chicago is a special place and it's the passion that I love. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to come here in the first place, because I knew Chicago is a great sports city, but watching the kind of the growth now, again, into this new era that the bears will start under Ryan Poles, but even the bulls kind of, becoming this team and maybe even a budding franchise with the Bucks in the East and to see all of this kind of come to fruition and it's, it's exciting. And I think it's one of those things that you, you get excited about the change of direction because sometimes I think people are afraid of change. So sometimes they know that it's necessary. And I think the way that these franchises are headed in Chicago, it could be a lot of good things. And I just love the, I mean, all of the jokes and social media, like bears Twitter is just, one of my favorite things to just the sky is falling so they're happy and it it is just it's it's awesome because you just appreciate that passion and the snarkiness that I see on on Twitter which is one of my favorite things. Yeah, there's <laughs> plenty of that on the Twitter sphere and we actually we got a, a little bit of what we'll we'll term it as breaking news here breaking news on the scores presented by BetQL smarter bets start with BetQL download the BetQL app or visit betql.com today and Sharky you may have gotten a similar email a moment ago but it has officially been made official by the Chicago Bears Email uh, just came across a moment ago saying the Bears name, Ryan Poles, general manager. And uh, at the top of it, it it does uh, specify that information on an in-person introductory press conference at Hallis Hall will be made available as soon as possible in the coming days. But just to let folks know uh, what the Bears are putting out there, Bears chairman George H. McCaskey has announced the hiring of Ryan Poles as the club's seventh general manager in franchise history. We are thrilled to be, quote, we are thrilled to be able to add someone of Ryan's background and football expertise to our organization, McCaskey said. His accomplishments with the Chiefs speak for themselves and amplify the team's standing as one of the premier franchises in professional sports. We are confident that under his leadership, we will reach our goal of bringing a Super Bowl championship to Chicago, end quote. Poles at 36 recently completed his 13th season with the Kansas City Chiefs in 2021 and his first as the club's executive director of player personnel. Prior to last season, Poles served for three seasons as the club's assistant director of player personnel, 2018-2020, a season as the director of college scouting in 2017, four seasons as the college scouting coordinator, 2013-2016, and 
three seasons as the college scouting administrator from 2010 to 2012. Poles originally joined the Chiefs in 2009 as the team's player personnel assistant. During his 13 seasons in Kansas City, the Chiefs captured one Super Bowl title, two AFC championships, and seven AFC West division championships. So that's just part of the information the Bears have put out. So it is official, as has been reported throughout the day, as many of us have been hearing. Now the Bears at 7.32 in the Central Standard Time Zone. The Bears have put out the information, made it official that Ryan Poles is their general manager so let's take a time out sharky you, you in for one more segment can i take a time out and come back we can chop it up a little absolutely. bit with some more sports specific all right cool we will do that absolutely i'm in i like it i'll continue my discussion with caitlin sharky she of course as we've been touching on here has been in green bay covering the packers for a number of years here and as has been the case for a couple of off seasons now all kinds of news with aaron Rodgers, with the packers another early elimination from postseason play we'll talk about that and sp- certainly dovetail some of that discussion into the current state of things here in Chicago. We'll continue that discussion with Caitlin Sharkey of Fox 32 here on The Score. Packers suck! (laughs) Oh, guess. Join me on the Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas hotline, home of the world's largest sports book, discussing the Chicago Bears as they have made it official. Just read a portion of the press release put out by the Chicago Bears and a quote, of course, from their new general manager, Ryan Poles, in there saying, quote, I'm extremely grateful to George, the McCaskey family, and the rest of the Bears organization for this opportunity. The Chicago Bears are one of the flagship franchises in the National Football League and are recognized as one of the most prestigious clubs in all of sports. It's an honor for me to join such a well-regarded organization. Together with my family, I'm looking forward to hitting the ground running to help get this organization, its fan base, and the city what they deserve. A winning team and a Super Bowl trophy, unquote, that directly from Ryan Poles, the new general manager of the Chicago Bears. So I have Caitlin Sharkey with me on the aforementioned Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas hotline. Caitlin of Fox 32. You can find her on Twitter at Sharkey. So what what are your what are your thoughts on on maybe how quickly because it's been a couple of weeks now for the Bears going through this process they've been interviewing both general manager candidates and head coaching candidates and so now that they've made it official with Ryan Poles do you get the sense that they'll be in a position to kind of move quickly on the head coach or is it going to be more of a thing where he's kind of just gotten the gig and now that you know the anticipation is he'll be able to to make the final call on the head coach that it may take perhaps more than just a couple of days to finalize things here. I think we're going to see it happen pretty quickly, probably within the next few days, um, just because I think they kind of had an idea of who they liked as a head coaching candidate. And obviously they, I'm sure they talked to Ryan about that before they even hired him. And I think now it's going to be kind of, I don't even want to say this word because it's giving me flashbacks, but collaborative effort. (laughs) It's funny how collaboration has become a bad word all of a sudden because of pacing. I was afraid to drop that one. I didn't want to freak every Bears fan out when I dropped the the collaborative word, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. So I think, I think it's going to happen quickly. And I think obviously there's a lot of heat around certain names already. So I think it's one of those things that bears understand they have to move quickly as well, because, I feel like this this candidate, GM candidate search throughout the NFL and the head coaching vacancies is kind of like a draft board. So like one once one goes, I feel like they all start to kind of fall in place. 
Um, so I, I anticipate it's going to happen. Maybe maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day, but I, certainly by the end of the week. And you got to cover the the Packers between a couple of different regimes there. You know, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, and and having on field success for so long there. But whether it was Mike McCarthy or now. Matt LaFleur, we, we've seen through multiple head coaches that you know his, his Hall of Fame level play has been able to be consistent in that. But I'm wondering, part of the evaluation that the Bears are going through will need to at least factor in who, who has a plan for how they get the most out of the entire roster. But of course, at the top of that roster, the importance of it is how do you get the most out of Justin Fields as a quarterback? Mm-hmm. Do you think that the, the head coaching candidate, do you think it's important for them to necessarily have some sort of a, a true and deep belief in Justin Fields, like they were somebody who loved him coming out of the draft, or is it going to be more about just how do you actually plan for development of the team as a whole? I think it's a little bit of both, but I think they have to. I think they have to understand that Fields is the guy. So they, you know, whoever they bring in, better believe in him and better under, you know, can can imagine a scheme in which that he fits and all of those moving parts because like. Like we said, they don't have a draft pick, so and they know Justin Fields is the future. So it is what it is. Like that is the franchise quarterback. Um, I don't think we really saw what he's act- like actually capable of just yet. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where they kind of place the priorities for these head coaching candidates when it comes to determining Fields. But also goes back to leadership as well. And you know, not to draw a comparison or a parallel, but I think we're seeing more in the NFL about how important coaching is specifically when it comes to the postseason and things like that, because you look at a team like the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, most would say that's, you know, that was a pretty good quarterback and that's a pretty good situation to be in. But then look what happened the last couple of years in the postseason. So I think it's a lot of a combination of things. It's not just the quarterback, um, but I think they have to, they have to understand that development is going to be a big part of this Bears offense moving forward. Do you get the impression it's one thing from the Chicago perspective to sort of look look at Green Bay from here and the, the way the rivalry plays out and, and how folks in this town may view Aaron Rodgers and just kind of assume that, you know, maybe he's been a heel the entire time there. But it feels more like maybe there's been, at least in perception, maybe just kind of a heel turn for Aaron Rodgers that he doesn't necessarily seem to mind that much for me and and I'm wondering even just how he may be perceived in Green Bay because a lot of folks still have maybe shrapnel from how things ended with Brett Favre and, you know, sort of the the Hall of Fame quarterback being at odds with the franchise. And now something similar is beginning to play out towards the end of what, you know, whether it's Aaron Rodgers' time is over now or in the near future, but there's something similar playing out here. I'm wondering how how is is the whatever the end of Aaron Rodgers' time in Green Bay, however close it may be, but does it feel very similar to what happened at the end with Favre? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it, it you can't help but think about that. And, and it's been so funny to me because from the beginning of time, Aaron Rodgers has wanted to separate himself from being just like Favre. But over the last however many years, it, they've closely followed these parallels, even up to this point now when he's deciding what he wants to do with his future. And it's one of those cases and you know and he obviously talked at length of the Pat McAfee show today but one of the things that he talked about was I don't want this to drag into free agency I want to be respectful of the organization and let them know of my intentions and when I when I read that when I hear that I go I hope that's certainly the case because that's what that's kind of what tarnished I feel like Packer fans have now forgiven Brett Favre for everything but that was certainly right. <laughs> what bothered everyone like 
telling them, you know, saying you're going to do one thing and then not doing that. And so if Aaron Rodgers is saying, you know, I'm going to be respectful of the organization and make a decision about my future in the near future, well, I hope that's the case. And if he does, I think the respect level will remain there. If he plays the games and, you know, it's, it's Rodgers' watch like it was far watch, it's not – I don't feel like it's going to end well. <laughs> yeah, and that that's the thing because there, there's been such consistency of success and the Packers have just dominated – this division, the NFC North for so many years, and even the NFC Central, you know, before that, before the adjustment mm-hmm. was made to things. And a big part of that has been because of the Hall of Fame level quarterback play from the, let's call it 20 years of Brett Favre and now a decade of Aaron Rodgers. And so there's a lot of folks who don't really remember that the Packers weren't great in the 80s for, for a lot of that decade mm-hmm. and, and some prior to it. Uh, I'm wondering for for Green Bay, if, let, let's say this offseason is – is where Aaron Rodgers moves on elsewhere, then it feels like maybe the division is wide open. Do you, do you think – how well do you think the Bears are positioned? And part of this answer will come with whoever their, their next head coach is, but I'm not completely certain yet mm-hmm. if I think the Bears would be going into rebuild mode or, or if they're just kind of, you know, would be sort of shuffling a few things around but still trying to compete fairly quickly if the division is wide open if Aaron Rodgers goes elsewhere do you think the Bears might be in a position to try to you know get themselves ready to try and win right away absolutely and I think and it's it's mainly because of their defense and that's something that has worked for the Bears and that's been their identity and it's what kept them you know somewhat competitive in the NFC North and we know the NFC North is not a strong division by any means but like you said if you take Aaron Rodgers out of the equation it changes entirely I don't think the Lions are obviously at the same level of the Bears and the Vikings. They're going through the same changes. They're looking for a new head coach as well. So there's a lot of decisions that, and a lot of change that is coming. But I don't feel like the Bears are that far off. They're certainly not. Yes, there's going to be a lot of changes to that roster. A lot of, you know, Bears that we identify, players that we identified with for the Bears are going to be gone. That's just the reality of the situation. But there's a lot of young talent that, even when I was talking at the end of the season after their last game that fans can be hopeful and excited about, even if they lose some of their defensive stars or, you know, some of the, the names that are synonymous with Chicago Bears football, the future is bright. So if you bring in the right leadership, like hopefully they have in Ryan Poles and get the right head coach in there, they're not far off at all. And I think they should be one of those, you know, top teams. And depending on where Aaron Rodgers lands, you know, they could be looking pretty nice in the NFC North. Um, I'm sure you – I know I saw you tweeting about it watching closely the, the games from the divisional round this past <laughs> weekend. So now conference championship weekend is upon us, Bengals and Chiefs and 49ers and Rams. What stood out to you about some of the action we just saw from this past weekend? I've never watched a game where I wanted both teams to win, but that's exactly <laughs> how I felt about the Chiefs and Bills especially. I'm so sad for Josh Allen. I'm a huge fan, and I was just – you know, it's one of those games where I'm like, this is kind of just a bummer, but it was amazing. And, you know, you were just like on this football high all weekend. So what's it going to intrigue me moving forward? I think I love Joey Burrow and the Bengals, but I think the Chiefs are going to roll right to the Super Bowl. And I think the, the matchup between the Rams and Niners is what is really interesting to me because the Niners are just one of those teams where – you're like, how did they pull this off? How did they, you know, do, how did they keep winning? They shouldn't have won, you know, against, you know, all of these different situations. And so they're, they're a hot team right now and they do things the right way, but the Rams are loaded as well. So that's the game that I'm, 
I think is going to be a real interesting one. But I think we got the Super Bowl on um, this last weekend between the Chiefs and the, <laughs> the Bills. That was my Super Bowl for sure. Yeah, it's going to be hard to top that one. And I, I know you're you're no stranger to sports betting at this point. And so are you going to have a little action on what's coming up this weekend? Yeah, I think I'm going to – I took a little break, but I think I'm, I'm going back in now that I uh, – but now that my focus is, you know, off of the Bears a little bit, especially if they make this head coaching hire, I'll have nothing but time to dive into uh, what, you know, what best I should place this weekend. But, no, I, I like I like the matchups, but I think the Chiefs are going to roll, so I'm going heavy on the Chiefs this weekend. All right, Sharky. I appreciate you. Looking forward to, uh, I suppose, our, our next work ventures will not be until next season. But yes. <laughs> always, always enjoy chopping it up with you. Make sure we do it again soon. Pleasure. Thanks, Aaron. That is Caitlin Sharkey of Fox 32. She is on Twitter at K Rose Sharkey. You can see her and Luke Canell is from the sports department doing all the sports anchoring over there at Fox 32 Chicago. She joined me on the Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas hotline. So, Bears have made it official, and there's still a lot to react to there. And actually, update uh, one of the Chicago Bulls storylines and one of their young stars and what's happening with him in a moment as well. But we will also open up the phone lines in the final hour. 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767 is the way you can call in. Now that we know for sure nothing happened, there was, you know, there was no ink spilled anywhere else, the Bears have put it out. It is official. They have a general manager. It has been inked where Ryan Poles they put out the press release. He is the new GM of the Chicago Bears, said he is going to hit the ground running in their general manager search. There's a lot we heard throughout the afternoon from folks like on Parkinson Spiegel. They had individuals on who knew Ryan Poles, who played with him, worked with him, been around him. I've told you some of the quotes that I have from folks who I've been investigating things with also. So we'll hear from some of the sound on these shows from earlier today, but I do want to hear from you as well. How are you feeling about the polls hire? Where do you think the Bears head from here with the head coaching search? We'll get into all that in the final hour. I'm here with you, Anthony Heron, on Twitter and Instagram at Big Ant Heron. I'm here with you till 9 o'clock on The Score. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.